0: Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by PRMG. PRMG is proud to offer AIM members world-class solutions that help brokers like you create speed to lead and compete with the larger lenders. Enjoy a full suite of -of state-of-the-art technology and world-class training from the masters themselves, Barry Habib and Dale Vermillion, all absolutely free. Remember, we don't grow without TPO. Find out how PRMG and its competitive pricing can help grow your business. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarbetter.com. Welcome to broker to broker Brought to you by AIM Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And today I have my good buddy Russell Petty, Grow Mortgage. What's up, man? How's it going, JP? How are you? Good, good, good. Any relation to Richard Petty, the, the race car driver?
1: Not enough to get a sponsorship on the uh on the car. We'll put it that <laughs> way. All right.
0: Yeah, all right. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good idea though. Like like seeing some of the stuff you post knowing a little bit about you like i said we're going to get to know each other now but but marketing is a big thing for uh for you i love it i mean i have all my literal my gear on right now i just kind of threw it on um and we'll get into that but yeah i mean that that would be a cool idea at some yeah. point you know petty racing or whatever it's called i'm not a big nascar guy but yeah um but yeah that would be cool right you would love that
1: yeah it would be amazing Just see it going around there you know the rack get <laughs> a nice photo
0: yeah, I'm with you, man. If, if yeah. I can figure out a way to make a NASCAR like the shape of a bus and still be able to compete, yeah. then I'm in. Like I'm yeah. in.
1: Pre-approvals yeah. and, and get them around the track. Get a driver experience going on.
0: That's what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Let's uh. Let's jump in, man. Um. I do. So you're at Grow, right? Grow yep. Mortgage. Correct. Uh. Owner, right? Broker owner.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Um. When did you start that company? Started back in February 2nd of this year. So, oh, nice. Yeah. All right. We got a kind of a newbie, 2020, yeah. February. Cool. Tell us a little bit about before that then. Give us your history and like how you got in the mortgage industry. G- give me a little bit here.
1: Yeah. So I got in, I don't even remember how long ago now, pushing 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, so I've been doing it a little while. Um, I was fixing TVs for insurance companies. So like your house burns down, you get a flood. I'll come in, I'll fix your TV and that kind of thing. And I just hated working there. Um, did not enjoy it at all. So I quit and I'm sitting there at a gas station pumping gas and my phone dings. It's glass door company needs an IT guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I call him. I'm like, Hey, I got a, uh, you know, a work permit at the time. (laughs) I'm I'm young, but I can fix whatever you need. So I show up, drive over, reboot their router, get everything going. They're like, can you start Monday? So it's a mortgage company. I'm employee number 12, small brokerage. I didn't know there was a TN mortgage. You know what I mean? I knew my parents paid one. That was it. Right. Um, so I start up and my first task is fixing the or setting up a spreadsheet of everybody's commissions. Right. And this is during, a, at the time, we had just hit three and a quarter for free on FHA, um, you know, refi boom, full effect. So uh-huh. I'm setting this up. One of these guys made a hundred grand number. And I'm sitting there for two hours trying to put this spreadsheet together, and I'm like, yep. I, I promised that I know how to do Excel. It says this guy made a hundred grand this month, and they're like, Yeah, that's right. And I'm like, Man, screw it.
0: How do I do this?
1: Uh-huh. So got into mortgages, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, a few years later, I opened up my own shop um, as soon as I could. I ended up selling that. I had a one-year non-compete. Went retail for a little bit, and then you know, towards the end of last year, I was like. I got to get back broker. I got to set this up. I got to build my own thing and open this back up. Um, Then brought some of the team over with me and we've been growing ever since.
0: Nice. No, that's a great story. Mine's fairly similar. I've been in this 12 12 years Mm -hmm. and I kind of just fell into the, it was actually wholesale back then. Um, A wholesale company didn't know anything about anything. I actually have an insurance background kind of too, a little bit different. My whole family's insurance. But I was working with helping people get their credit up, kind of credit repair. But then we were linked up with a lender, and we get them done and, and push it over. And it, it was it was cool. It was kind of a startup. But the same thing, man. I'm like, you made what on that, and yeah. I made what on this, and I'm putting in more work to get your. Co-? I'm like, what? Now yeah. it's a lot of work. Not saying they weren't, but uh, but this was 2008, nine. I think it was a bit easier, maybe. But yeah. but either way, all right, yeah. cool. So so you actually had. A broker shop before you said, and you sold it. Is that? I ended up
1: selling that, and then went retail until um, my non-compete ran up, and then I went back broker. Um, well, not immediately. My plan wasn't to go back broker. I was going to go retail. I was P and was like, I'm tired of running this. I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. And then you know, just I lose a lot of drive if I'm not building something that's mine.
0: So mm-hmm. I was like,
1: I gotta. I, I realized that about myself, and I was like, I got to go back and build build my own.
0: Yeah. Plan. No, I'm with you totally. So, all right. So that's cool. So. You sold that, went retail for a bit, right? Got back mm-hmm. in. Why? I mean, you just kind of sold the writing on the wall. Like, so why would you, if you were retail, because that was probably a hot time for retail. Yeah. We all kind of yeah. did it. What made you say, I got to go back to the to the broker side?
1: Well, I wanted to, like I say, I wanted it to be mine, right? I wanted to own it and starting a lender right out the gate, going into a, what I knew was going to be a rising rate environment. I'm like, this is not a time for me to take on that kind of liability of having a warehouse line and lending my own money out because there's going to be EPOs, there's going to be, you know, all this stuff. And I just don't want to deal with that out the Mm -hmm. gate. The plan is down the road to go core. um, But right now I don't think it's in our best interest to do that. So just open broker because it was fast, faster. Um, I've done it before and it was less risk in this market
0: to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So where are you guys located? By the way,
1: we're in Charlotte, Uptown, Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Cool. How many, uh, tell us a little bit more about the company, like how many employees you have, how many LOs to give some people perspective.
1: So we got 13 loan officers right now. I have 16 more that are onboarding between now and the first of the year for sure. Yeah. I just met yesterday with a branch of 22, So we're definitely growing really quickly, um, bringing on some more ops staff as well. But the whole company in general is 18 people right now. Um, We're probably going to be about double that, if not a little bit more than that, by the beginning of next year. Um, Licensed in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and Indiana. We're adding Virginia and Georgia and Texas. We should have those here in the next couple of months as well. Um, And then yeah, we're just we're 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 I always say we're hiring, but we're not hiring everybody. We're just hiring the right people. Um, so if it's not a good fit, we're not really bringing them on, but we're we're definitely growing with the right people pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. Let's, let's touch on that a bit more because right now it seems like a lot of people are leaving retail like you're seeing, right? And coming over, I would think it sounds like you're always kind of hiring the right people, right? But right yep. now the a bigger influx, right? Sure. So to that broker owner that might be hiring, like, yeah, let's go deeper on this. What are you looking for? in a loan officer then for you guys personally and where are you kind of cutting it? You know, like, how are you weeding through all the retail coming over and being like, I need somewhere to go. Like, how are you doing that? What are you looking for? So it's not,
1: I've got I've got a very specific LO in mind, right? I've got an LO and and, and I think you're, a lot of people look at it as I want a high producer. You don't always want a high producer. High producers come with a lot of problems. Um, Now, I'm not saying I'm going to turn them away. I did turn away a $60 million producer a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but it's because they weren't going to be a good fit. So they got to fit with the culture first. They got to fit with the company, right? They got to know what they're doing and they've got to be moldable, right? So I'm obviously young. There's not a lot of loan officers that are older than me that are going to take direction very well from me, even if I close more loans than So that's tough. You know, they got to be willing to do what the company needs them to do. Everybody's kind of got to flow together and be a good fit. They got to be willing to help. They can't be a dick. That's kind of a problem right now in this business. Things are slowing down for people. They got an attitude. It's not a good fit. Um, And they they can't be coming over brand new. Not that there's anything wrong with a brand new loan officer, but in this market, I personally don't have time to invest in a brand new loan officer and get them what they need to be. So I'll tell them like you need to go to X, Y, and Z company because I'm not a good fit for you right now. Um, And that doesn't just mean new, like they're not closing. They just got licensed. I'm talking new and you know, maybe they, they were great through the refinance boom, but they haven't quite done purchase or, you know, they're switching over. I'll help them. But if you don't have a six month parachute right now, I don't do draws and I don't do salaries. So you may want to go while you build that to a company that does. You know, so it's, it's a conversation just like you're meeting with a referral partner or a client. It's finding what's good for that person. And if you think it's going to be a mutually beneficial partnership, bring them on. If not, then it might not be.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you hit on a lot of things that I think about as well. Like, um, like you said, not being a dick. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of dicks in our industry, it just is what it is, always gonna be there. Yeah. I've always said that, and maybe someone told me this I'd rather have like three no drama ten million dollar producers than a fifty million dollar, you know, dick. <laughs> like yeah. for, you know, it's gonna run it off others and more. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense and I mean, reputation especially, uh, and we're going to get the marketing in a bit, but like reputation so big, man. Yep. You have one bad apple cancer, man, that can, that can screw a lot of other people over. So sure. like owners out there looking to hire, like it's not trying to put asses in seats right now. You got to go a bit deeper. I think that's what you're getting at. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... I just want—I want to talk mostly about marketing with you because I think that's something that that you love, I love. And I think that's going to be a good, good uh, convo. So, how are wh- what are you looking at right now in terms of market? I mean, this can go any any direction, obviously, right? But what mm-hmm. are you what are you doing right now? How are you staying out there? Let's just keep it open ended and kind of take it where it goes.
1: Yeah. So I always say I, I own a marketing company that does mortgages, right? it's not a mortgage company. Nobody wants to talk to a mortgage lender until they need a mortgage. But if you're marketing, that's how they know to call you, right? So we're doing a lot of social media. We're doing a lot of, um, you know, Person to person, we're doing a lot of getting out in the community. Our company slogan we have two, but the main one is you're not, uh, or you're a friendly neighborhood mortgage broker. We totally ripped off Spider Man. And then you're not a number, you're our neighbor. So we go hyper, hyper local. Like we're never going to be like a multinational company that's all across the nation. We're super local. And what we sell on that is like you can talk to the the lender that that's online with the flashy billboard that's great but they're not going to know the schools down the road they're not going to mm-hmm. know you know the coffee shop that you should hit they're not going to be able to to recommend the best donut place for you they're not going to know the area and that's what we're harping on really really well so you know, we're, we're hitting like, you know, local events and going out. We're trying to sponsor those. We're going out. We're talking to real estate agents locally and pushing what it's like here in Charlotte, what it's like here in Plaza. Hey, what's Southend like? What's Noda like? That kind of thing. We're working on that with social media. Um, but most of it that we're doing right now is social media and then adding value to referral yeah. partners. And I know everybody says that. But then when you ask them how they're doing it, they're going, oh, you know, I'm helping them with their open houses and I'm telling them about my programs and I answer my phone on the weekend and I've got all these programs. I got to tell those people they don't care about any of that except maybe the open houses. They could mm-hmm. care less about your two one buy down. Right. So yeah. the thing of it is because they're seeing it all over. They've seen it a thousand times. You calling them. That's not adding value. That's just annoying. So what mm-hmm. we're doing is we call every Monday a hundred real estate agents, whether they're in our market or anywhere else. And we say, what are your issues right mm-hmm. now? And then we, as a group, as a company, we get together and we go, how are we going to help these realtors overcome that issue? Right. Or these divorce attorneys or these financial planners or these CPAs, mm-hmm. how are we helping them overcome this? So like the biggest issue right now with real estate agents is, well, they'll tell you it's the rates. That's the biggest mm-hmm. issue with the market in general. It's rates. It's not rates. It's affordability. It's the Correct. payment. It's right? so how much these people can afford. They can't afford the house they could last year anymore. And they're pissed about it. So what mm-hmm doing is we're going in and we're saying well look did you know Humda data shows it's cheaper to go with a broker by 10 grand you can save your clients 10 grand how many people what rates are you seeing right now what we're seeing seven and a half we're seeing eight and eight well this is where we are right now this is the payment difference this is how much more your client will qualify for working with me how many people did you have last year that were pre-approved that didn't buy have them give me the list i'll call them i'll tell them you asked me to i'll I'll re-energize we'll give them back to you we're doing that we're giving like their open houses just showing up with flyers right we're adding a qr code onto the flyers we're giving them the real estate agents with little goodie bags with golden tickets for free appraisal hey if you if you sign in scan this code you don't have to sign in here scan this code when you get home whatever it enters you for a chance to win a tv like we're helping them yeah. truly with the issues that they're running into. We built this podcast room. We're doing videos for them. So, you know, they'll come in. We'll edit the videos for them. We'll get them out on social media. We put together 3,900 Canva templates, which Canva's like this, this social media marketing yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. 3,900 Canva templates. None of it's branded to us. We give them away. Um, golden tickets, we're giving away free appraisals. You know, we're, we're doing this stuff to truly try and help the issues that they have instead of just calling them like, do you want to go meet for coffee? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of that's kind of the gist of what we're doing is truly adding value to people, and then making sure that we know the local area so we can advise those people when we do get a referral in the right way instead of just here's your rate, here's your payment. We're telling Damn. them, like, oh, you're moving to Matthews, dude. You got to look at Pineville. You, how many kids you got? I got three kids. Okay, cool. Because now that person, like, even if you're a quarter higher iron rate, this is the guy that told me about, you know, Joe Muggs down the street. They got a great latte. Like, you're building that true rapport where you're a neighbor to them now. You, you'll beat out everybody going that route.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it almost seems too easy once you figure it out. I'm with you, right? Like, people get marketing wrong, right? They think it's one step. You know, you put a video on social media, and then it's all going to come in, right? No, like, the first step, and tell me if you agree, is like, okay, you got to use social media. You got to get out here to kind of allow to form the conversation. Then the real work goes into this next step. Like you said, then getting belly to belly and having real conversations. That's where people are missing. They think it's just put it out there and they just get leads. I I can't believe people think that like, let me put out a video with a link and everyone's just going to fill in their info. They're online at like, it's two, three, four, five steps. It's, it's marketing out there to come in to now hardcore nurture them, like you're saying. Yeah. And I agree with you. Also, people cast a wide net, they throw it yeah. everywhere. And like you said, you got to be small and then let it grow from there, right?
1: Yeah. You got to niche down, right? Like you can't throw out like, oh, well, who's your audience? You always ask, well, anyone that wants to buy a home, you're not going to, it's not going to work that way. Like you've got to go in, you've got to niche down. Like my buyer is a Charlotte buyer. They do usually, you know, this, this, and this, these are the areas they want to move. Like I have a very specific person I'm going after so that I can market to that very specific person with my social media. Now the social media is like step one, right? Like that's how, that's how you hook them. That's how they feel like they know you. Well, now like i post videos so i post a video i try to anyway every single day um it may not be a video every day it may be a post it maybe a story but something is going up every single day and i've started doing that a couple of years ago now when i call they're like oh yeah i know you you're the guy that said this yeah i see videos all the time whatever so it warms that up tremendously so you're not just cold calling like i'd love to have a cup of coffee my name's xyz and they forget when you hang up right so that that it helps i always say consistency beats talent Every single day of the week, right? So a lot of people, yep. when they get on social media, they will post for a month, and like you said, they just expect it to boom work. It's not that way. So you got to post for like six months before the stuff's going to work, right? So oh, yeah. you start posting, and you got to post every single day. You got to do every day, and it's got to be quality content. Now it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I always go back to the Matt be line. Don't let you know perfect get in the way of good or or great. So post it. Like if, if, if they see a really good video once a month, they're going to forget that person. If they see a good video every single day or, you know, every other day in a story here and there, like they're going to remember you. And it doesn't matter what the quality is. It doesn't have to be like this big studio production. Every video I post is filmed on my phone. So it's filmed on my phone, my editor, he throws captions and stuff on it, cuts it up. We post it like it does not need to be super professional. And they've done studies on that. They don't people don't respond as well to the super professional because they think you're yep. trying to sell them something. So the organic piece of it is truly better than the super edited perfect film. They don't they don't want to watch
0: it. Yeah, 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 that authenticity, um it's almost better to screw up sometimes cuz people then yeah. think you're human, right? It's the yeah. old thing of like if you have Google reviews and you have one bad one, it's probably good because yeah. people see it's you're you're human and you make mistakes. Makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, you're taking all the words out of my mouth that now I got nothing to say, but no consistency beats talent. Right. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. huge. You got to go every day. Um, What would you tell someone? It's such like, if you're in this industry, you have to, you have to put content out. Like there's no other way in my opinion. Right. Especially if you're kind of newer. Um, But what would you tell someone that is scared of social media? I'm sure you get all the time the excuses. I don't really like it or this or that. Like, and motivation is kind of fake. You, you just have to do it. So what are you telling yeah. some of your LOs? I'm sure you have it that are scared to do it.
1: You got to do it. That's that's to. the bottom line. You have to. And if you don't want to, I'm not going to make you do it. Right? So I'm I'm very lax on that. I, sure. I give them the tools to do it. If they want to use it, phenomenal. And almost all of them do. But if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But I make sure they understand the repercussions of it because you're getting left behind. What you used to do isn't going to work. You can't bank on that anymore. You have to adapt. You have to go through and you have to do this stuff, right? If in 2015, when Respa came out, if you were still sending HUD ones and GFEs because last month they funded, guess whose loans aren't going to close, right? So you've got to adapt with it. You got to be quick with it. You got to just put it up, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. People don't care. And one pushback I get a lot is what's my personal? That's good. Make them yes. see you as a person. They don't want to see just your mortgage stuff all the time, right? I mm-hmm. just started doing this recently where I'm doing this 90-day challenge. workout once a day. I play a musical instrument once a day. I post it. I get more response from that than any of my mortgage content yep. from referral partners that now know they see you as a person, right? So post it on your personal. It's this hard for them not to see it anymore. They swipe one time, they don't see it. They swipe a thousand videos. If you happen to be on there, it just seeing you that split second, in their mind, they may not watch the video, but they're going to go, oh, you know what? JP does mortgages. I see him every day. I got to go JP, right? So it's just gotcha. staying in front of them. You got to do it. If you don't do it, there's other ways to get business. But I, I truly think you're missing out on a lot if you don't do social media. And it's free.
0: I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I can't believe people don't. I, but like you said, I get it. I can't force anyone to do it. Yeah. But it's such an integral part of what you have to do now. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I remember it was 2014 and worked with a company and they're like, hey, we have to call this many realtors a day, which is that we're going to get in that, which I think is great as well. But you can't just be going for the coffee, whatever. And I said, screw it. I I, I, I like I don't feel comfortable calling people that don't really know me yet. That's where social media came in. And I just went full force with it. I got three kids. though They're posting more than anything about mortgages. I yeah. slipped in the mortgage thing every once in a while and that's what you do. Like, yeah. hey, if I'm gonna have three kids, they're going to help me make money. I'm telling you right now, man. So their asses are going to be out there all the time and I'm going to make fun of them. They're going to make fun of me, whatever. So you have to, and I try to tell people as well, like go have fun with it. Don't take it too serious. Like you said, like have fun. Doesn't have to be perfect. Something that you enjoy. Like you said, you're you have the challenge workout, play a musical instrument. Yep. You like to do that. So put that out there. It doesn't mean you got to be fake. We don't want you being fake either. Sometimes people think they're selling out some way, shape or form and you're not just be who you are and have fun and it'll work. You know, if you're, if you're a salesperson in this industry, you obviously are off a little bit. You're different, right? Let's be honest, right? If you're in this, then you should have something that you can show people. So that's what I say just to reiterate, you know,
1: I think so too. And I think to, to piggyback on that too, like, Everybody thinks they're selling out. They're being fake with it. They don't know what to post. They're trying to come up with content. I think Brad Lee said this, you're the content, right? You are the content. So go out there, just post what you're doing. Like if you have a win throughout the day, post the win. If you've got, you know, a great meal that that you made at home, maybe you're smoking ribs, Post the ribs like mm-hmm. people want to see you. So the idea of social media is not to sell anyone anything. The idea of it is just to let them know who you are, see who you are and be like, that's a guy I want to work with yep. or a girl I want to work
0: with or whatever. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hurt some some people's feelings on this one. But you're not that important. Not you, mm-hmm. Russell. I'm just saying anybody. Oh, I am definitely. But yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Same here. I mean, come on. But we're not that important. So, yeah. like, get off your high horse, go post something. People aren't sitting there critiquing you for, for the whole day. Like, no. they don't care as much, but you're slowly creeping into their brain because you believe that you are the one that can help them the best anyway. you got to have that belief as well. And then they're going to come to you when they have it. And, hey, it's just it. It. it – I'm with you. It's very complex. There's karma involved. There's things that come down the, the road just from being – out there and doing good things. Now, is there anything that you tell people not to talk about, though? I have some rules for myself: no politics, yep. you know, nothing crazy, negative, no religion. I mean, that's what I say. What I, I mean, if you want to, great, but it kind of can cut your audience in half sometimes. Do you yep. have any little rules like that?
1: Same exact same three. Um, yeah. I don't talk religion. I don't talk politics. I don't talk about anything that's in the news that's divisive. It's so here's the thing. At the end of the day, you're marketing, you're you're a public figure, whether you like it or not. Um, It doesn't matter what you think. You're not going to change anyone's opinion because you made a Facebook post in the first place. Either way, you're cutting off half the people. So a very good friend of mine is also a real estate agent. He and I were talking about this. We just don't post politically. We've known each other for six years. We're good friends. Neither of us know where either of us stand on that side. It doesn't matter what you think about that, to be honest, especially if you're trying to get those people to You know work with you in a way if you post something that is completely divisive you're splitting it down the middle like moses in the red sea you're gonna Mm -hmm. piss off half the people leave it alone it's not worth it
0: yep yeah there's no doubt i mean i just wanted to see if you agreed with me i thought you would have but that's been rules that i've had for seven eight years like just don't do it you know let's talk about um the real estate agent again right so it's not taboo, but there's a lot of, like we've clashed for a lot of years, real estate mortgage. Right. And some people are like, nah, screw them. You see a lot of negativity. Right. And I think you just had a post today. Maybe that was talking about maybe sharing wins or holding each other accountable. Am I right in saying that? Yep. Yeah. um, Let's, I want to talk about like why the real estate agent is your friend. Obviously it makes sense to me, but how to get over, you got, you got to go make friends with them. Right like what are you telling your LOs there where a lot of people can hate real estate agents
1: yeah a lot of people go into it thinking how do i get business from this person and they're going about it the wrong way i tell my guys you're my all of them you're not going to get along with all of them all of them are not going to like you you're not going to be able to meet all of them for coffee nor should you meet them for coffee i haven't met a real estate agent for coffee in years it it just doesn't it, there's no reason to right so You have to go into this looking at it as a partnership and you're feeling them out as much as they're feeling you out. Most loan officers call real estate agents to get something from them. We never do that. We never ask for anything. It's very controversial. We never ask for business. Um, I feel if you have to ask for it, you haven't earned it, right? So if you earn their business, they will send it to you. And it's not just their business. If you're doing it the right way, you help them generate it. So it's both of your business, right? Mm Right so i would say you got to go to them you should not call them just asking to go to coffee you should call them with a way to help them and then hang up the phone and then find another way to help them and call them and tell them or send them a video or send them a text or make a post about it and tag them in it help them with their business now if you're adding that value to them Law of reciprocity. They're gonna feel like I gotta, I gotta help this guy too. Like he's done so much for my business, I gotta do something for his business, um, or her business. And you know, you push that out to them. So it, you don't have to be friends with all of them. You're not gonna get along with all of them. Mm. That's fine. They're people. Your people. The idea is not to find as many realtors as you can and get as many loans from them yep. as you can. The idea is to find like-minded individuals that you work well together and build a partnership where it's it's a win-win for everybody not just they're sending you business and you say thanks and that's it like it's transactional and they'll leave you if you do that you need to be helping them get business and that doesn't mean like sending them referrals and sending them pre-approved clients it doesn't have to be that but you know talk to them what issues are they running into do they have a problem with social media great we've got canva templates and a video editing staff on right here for you do they have problems with affordability great we're a broker we have better rates do they have problems with you know not understanding what is needed on an fha home great we have a checklist for that like and i share all of that stuff in brokers are better i give it to all the brokers when we find something that's working i share it in there i tell everybody and i, and I encourage everyone else to do that too brokers are better because we work together and we're a community it, it's not broker versus retail. It's not broker versus broker. I don't even care if these guys are in my market, give yeah. them everything you have. And if all of us do that together, there's plenty of business. Plenty. You just got to work together and get it. So I guess my thing is on the real estate agents, it, you, you don't have to be friends with all of them. The idea is not to work with all of them. The idea is to work with maybe 20 of them that you get along with great, that mm-hmm. are really like-minded and just work with them that way, you know, build something together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what I took from that was uh, quality over quantity. That's how we work, right? Like we'll only work with with real estate agents that fit that we fit well with. Yeah. But, but nobody has time to deal with. We have dickheads in our business. There's dickheads. They're, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. So, and you get so much more from that limited amount than being yeah. so sporadic. It, it goes back to your niche thing as well. Like, yeah. Don't cast too much of a wide net. Start here and just form a bunch of very, very good relationships, and right. it will pan out, right? And the other thing I heard was. Sometimes you got to say what you say and then listen. Sometimes yeah. us LOs, we talk a little too much, right? Yep. Like say what it is, shut up or hang up the phone, like you said, and then listen. They want to be listened to. Yeah. Take, write down notes. Oh, what do they need? This is their pain points. Yep. We have stuff for all these. So now let me get back to them. That really helps them out. Like, yeah. right. Makes it makes no sense. That's it. All right. So we talked a lot about marketing, right? Mm-hmm. If we, mar- I always say this, like I'm pretty bold with my marketing, right? You have to be able to back it up, right? Sure. So tell us, this might be boring to some people, but let's know about your system a bit. Because if you're marketing hardcore, obviously you got to get the loans done and it's sure. got to be a good experience because if you market very well, but can't back it up, that, I mean, that then it's over, right? So yeah. tell us a little bit about how your process is with, with the consumer. Sure,
1: I, it's super easy, right like I think we're getting into a more modern consumer where they want to trust you and they but they don't want to talk to you for very long, right I think a lot of people are like, For building rapport, they're like just asking these weird questions on the phone to sit there for forty-five minutes and just keep them on the phone. They don't want to be on the phone with you for forty-five minutes, right? So imagine you're trying to get an insurance policy or this AE is trying to get you to sign up. Like they keep you on the phone for thirty minutes trying to talk about your day. You don't want to talk. You're busy, right? So think of your client. Just they're people, just like real estate agents, just like you. They're just people, right? So we we get on the phone with them. I, I it's mostly done virtually. People don't really meet in person anymore, right? I'm not saying anything new there, but. It's mostly done virtually. I have a five-minute conversation, ten-minute conversation with them, and I always start every single one of them out with one question. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Tell me what you're looking to do, and I'll see how I can help. Right? They will tell you everything you need to know right there. Stay quiet. Shut up. Shut up and listen. Yeah, listen. They will tell you for four minutes about they're moving, their kids are here, why they're moving, what they do for work. They'll tell you everything. And then you know what questions to ask. I go through four things. IPAC is what I call it. What do you do for work? OK, they probably answered that already. But are you salary? Are you W-2? Is it full time? OK, great. How soon are you looking to buy? Where's the money coming from from down payment? And where's credit at? Where would you say? Right. So you're disqualifying them on the first call. You're trying to find a reason they can't buy and then you're mm-hmm. trying to put that fire out. If everything sounds great, I go, look, I'm not taking this application over the phone, A, for security reasons. I don't want people calling their social out wherever they are. And yep. B, um, they don't want, they don't have time. This is a quick call. Fill out my application. Text me your email so I don't mistype it because I will. Um, I'll send you my application link. Fill that out for me when you get a chance. Upload the docs. I'll get you pre proof same day. So then we use Arrive. They fill out my application. It requests the docs. They upload the docs. I hop in. I go, hey everything looks great. Here's your pre-approval letter. And then we follow up every few days. Hey, how's this home search going? What areas are you looking in? I saw this in that area you were looking in. Um, you know, I saw that this event's coming up. You guys may want to go down. It might be cool. We stay in front of them with this stuff. And a lot of it's drip, a lot of it's voicemail drops and that kind of thing, but they stay, we stay in front of them with it. And you know, we let the realtor know every, I'm a big firm believer in this. Every time you talk to the client, you should talk to the realtor. Nice. Right.
0: And that it's doesn't a, mean
1: it's an easy touch, too. It's an easy touch. Send them a voice message, right? Like yep. you don't have to call them. Just shoot them a text. Hey, I talked to Dan. Dan said he's going to get me the docs tonight. I'll let you know. And then you set a reminder on your phone. Dan didn't send them tonight. All right. Well, I got to let the realtor know, and I'll let Dan know what's up. Just stay in front of it. Communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I over communicate a little bit, but they'll tell you if you're doing that. And they'll, and then tell, you. they'll
0: tell you. Fine. Yep.
1: yep. Yeah. They'll. And then once once they go under contract, they let me know. Um, I build the loan out and arrive. I've hired a docs department. So they send the disclosures out for me and lock it, float it, whatever they're licensed. They send the loan out for me and all my loan officers. Once the borrowers have signed, um, then my processing department submits the loan. Once it's submitted, she calls the, the, or you know whoever the processor is, calls the LO or myself and says, this is what conditions we have. Do you agree with it? We say yes or no or fight this one. We don't need that because this, oh, I've already gotten that. That way we're not going back to the borrower. Like maybe they emailed the LO something. I don't want my processor coming out and asking for it again. So we, we get rid of that hiccup there. Processing calls the client. They get the docs. We start balancing the minute we get title, CTC docs out. Usually the whole process, 10, 11 days.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're backing it up. And that that was my whole point. If you're going to have the yeah. balls to market like you market, you've got to back it up. So you can't forget about that that part. One question I have, I think this is where some LOs struggle is they do all this work up front, bah, bah, you know, calling them every day pre approved. And then the contract comes in, we get them in, and then they don't talk to the client during the process. Yeah. You yeah. Have, do you have you put any things in there where at least the oh, yeah. LO, because that's who they trust, has to jump back in every once in a while, let the processor do the job, but say hi every once in a while? I'm sure you do that, right? LO struggle Absolutely. there.
1: Yeah, you got to stay in front of them, right? And you can automate some of it where it's milestone triggers with voicemail drops and text and that kind of thing. But it takes a little bit of the personal element out. Stay with your people, right? Like still advise them. You're, the sale isn't done until they got the keys. And even then you got to nurture them post, right? So stay in front of these people. See if they need anything. Call them. Do you have questions? Just want to check in. And again, when you check in with them, check in with those real estate agents. Not just buyer agent, by the way. Call the listing. agent. Now, you got to be careful right, on what you tell them. You got to be careful not to it. hey, I just want to let you know, I'm the loan officer on this. Um, I just want to give you my contact info, right? And do that when the offer goes in. So that's one thing that's really helped us tremendously, especially during the refi boom, getting offers accepted, because that was one of the pain points of our agents. We have started, we, we do a full pre-approval up front, right? Full pre-approval. Most of them are TBDs. From there, what we do is when the client goes to put the offer in, I get the listing agent cell number. I make a short video. Hey, Russell here with Grow Mortgage. I just want to let you know income, assets, pay stubs, credit, and underwriting. Pre-underwriting is done on this loan. We actually got an appraisal waiver. The only thing we need is for your seller to accept. Um, if you need anything, my sell is this. I'm here seven days a week. Have a go to LCC, the buyer agent, the listing agent on it, send it out. So communicate with them too and let them know because they're just as much of a part of this as your buyer agent is because they've got someone on the other side they're representing.
0: Oh yeah, man. I mean, you're killing it. I mean, you got to be, you're constantly, you almost hate using the word marketing sometimes, but it's, you're constantly just staying in front, staying in front. Yeah. I think that's what get people, they hear marketing, like, they get, they get crazy. No, it's just staying in front with different tools. It's all yeah. you're trying to do. It's all you're trying yeah. to do. Um, we're already like 30 some minutes in, which is crazy, right? I think I bled you dry, man. We're we're going back and forth and I love it. And everyone, everyone listen to this. There's, there's so much here. We have a new LO coming on. Once this is up, I'm making sure I give this specific one to him because I think this is going to be great. So I always end these with two questions. This will take us to where we need to be, but I know maybe you're not looking at brand new loan officers right now, but let's say you're new in this industry or you're Mm -hmm. trying to reinvent yourself, right? What's one or two things that you're telling that person right now that they should be doing? Anything.
1: So stop calling real estate agents without anything to talk to them about. Call 100, right? Call them. I do this with every LO. You can call any of them that work here and ask them if I made them do what I do. Call 100 realtors. Ask them what their issues are. Make a spreadsheet. Find a way to fix those problems and then call them back and fix those problems and then hang up the phone stop trying to get them to come meet you for coffee they don't want to and they've got a thousand other people doing it i have a a jujitsu coach that told me this the other night that really rang true shout out daniel Drucker. um if you want to be number one you can't do what number one is doing right now you have to do something different because if you do the same thing that he's doing or she's doing you're just going to get tied and they're always going to be ahead of you so you got to do something different everyone right now is calling real estate agents and they're telling them about a two-one buy down and their programs and trying to get them to go for coffee If you're the person that's calling them and saying, hey, what issues do you have? Okay, thank you. And then hanging up the phone. And then a couple of days later, you shoot them an uh, email or a text or a video or whatever with that issue solved. They're going to love you. They're going to love you. And then keep doing it. And then add them on social media so that they can see you. The second thing I would say is you have to do video. You have to. You have to do it on TikTok. You have to do it on Facebook, Reels, Instagram Reels, everything. You have to do it. You have to put captions on them because 83% of videos right now are watched without the sound on. You have to put captions on it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be really rough, but post every day. And I'm going to tell you right now, for the first 90 to 120 days, you will get nothing. You will get absolutely nothing. But eventually, you will build this brand up and people will know you. And that is the biggest thing, right? People will know who you are. And when you make that call saying, hey, I'd love to put this fire out for you, they're gonna know already who you are. And I, I just, I guess, one last thing for them is stop trying to sell people and start trying to advise people mm-hmm. and, and help them with their business, right? UWM's AEs actually do a great job of this. Yep. My UWMAE has never once called me without some way of helping my business or saying, what issues are you having? And then he sends me fixes for it, right? It's a reason they're number one. You got to take that same approach. Just try and help people with their success and you will succeed as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to give some people, not hope, but an example, like I've been doing social media, organic the whole thing for like eight years now, right? And mm-hmm. literally today, I did something new. I'm getting ba- I'm getting into the reels using the captions. I started something new. It's not easy, but you have to do it. Yep. And I just put up this super cringy, all this Taylor Swift BS, and like you see all the memes, you know. And I'm like, I'm not doing it because I'm like you. If I my law of marketing is watch what everyone else is doing and go the exact opposite, right? Yep. But I put up a cringy little video where I'm like talking to myself like this and all that bullshit, you know. Yep. But I did something new today, and I was anxious about it, but you've got to do it. You have to keep evolving with this. So that's great. Everything you said there, great. Last question. Um, Five years from now, right? How old are you? 27. 27. Um, Five years from now, where do you see the market? Could be mortgage, real estate, like where do you see things going?
1: So I'll tell you, it's a a great movie. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's Wolf of Wall Street. There's a scene in there where Matthew McConaughey says, he's talking about stocks and he says, Nobody knows if a stock is going to go up, down, left, right, or sideways, much less a stock broker. And it's the same thing with mortgages. Mm-hmm. Nobody five years ago could have seen COVID coming. Nobody could have seen you know, where we're headed. I think we're going to see a lot more automation. I think VOI, VOD, VOA is going to come out. I think uh, first day certainty is going to be a lot bigger. I think that you're going to see a lot of tightening over the next little bit and some some loosening in, in other places as well. But I think that it's going to be a very different environment in five years than it is now. I think that the next eighteen to twenty-four months are going to set the tone for the next ten years in this business. Um, you know, I, I, I obviously I haven't been in a super super long time, but I have seen a few cycles, and I I think we're in for a pretty big change coming soon, or, or quite a few of them in the way that we do business. I think it's going to be a lot more automated. I think it's going to be a lot easier. I think the margins are going to be a lot smaller because you're going to be doing a lot less work and the loans are a lot bigger. So it's just adapting to that and seeing out there, but no one's going to know for sure where it's going to go. Um, you just have to be ready and kind of pull with the punches as they come.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Very well said. Well, Russell, man, great talking to you. It was good to get to know you. Of course, if you need anything from me, hit me up. If I need anything, I hope I can hit you up. Sure. Um, and I wish you all the luck, man.
1: Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.
0: Later. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at BrokersAreBetter.com.